I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, all you wonderful branch managers out there. This is Todd Screema and Jim Reed and Robin Lavasser, and we're doing a quick podcast on a very, very sexy topic on how to run a meeting, how to run a meeting. Oh, my God. So um, the most common comment about meetings is what? Waste of time. Waste (laughs) of time. There is no value. There's no benefit. So we're going to talk about why that is and what we what obviously usually as a branch manager, you're the one running the meeting. So if if the comments are the meetings are not really good, there's a reason it's because you don't have that skill developed yet to run that meeting. So, Robin, Jim, what's some comments you have about how to run a great meeting? Tell you, girl. Oh, there's lots of tips. There's lots of tips. Well, I'm going to start with a basic that I think is a huge miss. And that is you have to come with great energy because your energy will match what the room is. If you come in going through a protocol of running a meeting, the entire room is going to check out as if it's a protocol meeting. And that is a big, big issue. I Especially when, you know, if this is a branch manager, you're running possibly a sales meeting, maybe you're running a team meeting, maybe you're running an all branch meeting, and every single one is the same, your energy will be matched, your tone will be matched. And so are you somebody that is captivating, if you will, to the audience? And if you're not, then you really need to work on your presence in a meeting. Wow. I bet Jimmy has good presence in a meeting. <laughs> so I would say know your audience. And know your goal. Like it, whenever I meet with anybody who works for me, what's my number one goal? To make them feel like they're working for the right guy. Hmm. Number one goal. There's a lot of ways to achieve that, but you have to know your audience. If I'm meeting with uh, uh, a meeting with loan officers, what's my number one goal? To make sure that they know that you have their back and that they're yeah, going to be successful them. working for you. Re-recruit them. You're at the right place. You're at the right place. How you do it, we can talk about, but really you got to know your audience and you got to know your goal. So if I go talk to a bunch of people who don't have any money and I talk about how to invest, that's a complete waste of time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know your audience and know your goal. So your personal energy, totally agree with that, and know your audience. Um. I want to go, go go back to the energy thing because I think a lot of people struggle with this. Um, the metaphor I've used sometimes is, hey, you're a character in a play. You're, you're on stage. Yeah. When you're at work, you're on stage all the time yeah. and you're playing a, 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 you're playing a character, right? So who is that character and what, what, are you, what are you doing about it? And I think some people think that's fake. It may, what I found is sometimes it feels fake but once you are in character, it does not. It becomes who you are. It be, you, you, that little higher energy level n- becomes natural to you. That, that's my belief around that. Yeah, I also think there's consistency in that behavior. So if you're somebody who gets really excited, a lot of um, branch managers are also top producing loan reps. So let's say that you uh, get very excited to go talk to a new recruit or to a realtor and your team sees that energy that you bring to the table. And then you come into a meeting 
And it's almost like coming home to your family and being a little grumpy or being a little, you know, lackadaisical, taking them for granted, if you will. And all of a sudden your energy level is flat or you're not as enthusiastic about it. That's a big issue. You really are, as a leader, people are looking for, it's kind of like my husband and I, when we're on an airplane and the turbulence starts, my husband always says, watch the stewardess. If they're not freaking out, you're not freaking out. He always tells me that, right? I like that. That's really good. And so I think about that in leadership right now. We're in the toughest mortgage market that we've seen in a long time. What's your mood? And what's your mood as a leader? What's your energy level in the meeting? Are you hammering everybody? Which there can be a little bit of that. But I think what's really, really important is they're going to match your level of anxiety, comfort, confidence, energy, right? Positivity. What does that look like every single day? I, I believe, like you just said, Todd, I think energy is a big miss with people. I hear from so many loan officers, oh, our branch meeting's a waste of time. Oh, it's it's painful. And I think a big part of that is how people choose to deliver messages. And like Jimmy said, knowing your audience, but do you know the message period. And so following an agenda is another piece of it. Do you even have bullet points in front of you or are you winging it? And is it relevant information to talk about? Cracks me up when someone wants to talk about something that everybody already for sure knows. (laughs) Like that's when a meeting really becomes a waste. Yeah. You you got to have an agenda and you got to have, you got to hand it out. Yes. Yes. The first thing for any agenda should be an icebreaker. If you want to have, well, yeah, if you want to be successful in a meeting, they all should get to talk. Like, have you ever, do you have any classes in college that were lecture? Yes. See your eyes go up? Most of us run meetings like that. Yeah. If everybody gets to talk twice, they'll love the meeting and it don't even matter what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of ways to do this. I want to, a lot of people struggle with this one. So I think it's a, a couple simple tactics. Um, uh, I was telling Robin, um, Jim and I had lost a friend in a plane crash uh, Friday. So a few days ago and it's affected. I was talking to Jimmy yesterday. I'm like, man, it's really kind of got me long in the tooth for a couple of days. And <laughs> Robin and I, and the other exec team, we have a meeting, a huddle for 15 minutes every morning. It's a, it's a form of a meeting. And this morning I got it. I'm like, hey, everyone compliment one other person on the call. Sincere compliment. And we went around, you know, 30 seconds each and complimented each other on different things. And it just set a different tone. I mainly did that for me. Right. So, you know, you you may have a bunch of meetings and that warmer upper, that icebreaker. I know that one of our execs does. um, What are you grateful for? And she does it on one meeting every single time. And, you know, it's hard to talk about what you're grateful for and then slip back into whatever, you know, feelings you were having before that meeting. So what's Robin, what's another icebreaker warmer upper that you like? Well, I think, you know, one of the things, yeah, depending on the, you know, you do have to change things up. Okay, here's our monthly meeting. It's always the same things, right? And that can be really, really boring. And so I think that it is important to start with something. The other day, for the weekend before Mother's Day, on my Friday meeting, so Friday meetings are always fun meetings in my world. So we do Friday fun. And we literally went around the room and said, what are your favorite qualities about somebody who you would consider a mother in some way, shape or form? 
Like, um, and so we literally did Mother's Day. We do our, you know, favorite fall festivities and everyone kind of tells a story. And so like Jimmy said, one, they get to talk. The other piece that I would say about running a really successful meeting, you guys, is that I think that a lot of times we come into a meeting almost dictator style of giving orders to people of what you need from them. And I think one of the things that I really focus on in the meeting is what can I give to them that would be valuable, right? Instead of what I need from them, what can I give to them? There's a huge shift in how we approach. What are we giving to them to help them to, like Jim said, that reaffirms, gosh, I'm working for the right person. I feel inspired after that meeting, right? I learned something. I can apply that to other places in my life, whatever that may be. And so I'll often, you know, take a book or read an expert from something. Um, we'll talk about a podcast. We'll challenge. We'll play some um, games around that. There's so many different ways to still accomplish the goal of all the things that need to get covered, but then also have a little bit, bit of fun. Have you ever been in school where your teacher's like, hey, if we get all this work done at the end, we'll get to play this game? You know, when I was in elementary school, it's like heads up, seven up, and you're like looking for whose shoes are <laughs> touching your thumb because you knew they had a crush on you. My favorite. Ooh. Like, you know, like I see those things and I'm like, how do you have some fun or do something that lifts people up instead of just monotone, you know, here's all the agenda and we're done. hundred percent. Jimmy. Yeah. So I would say, uh, so what she's saying is the icebreaker could be whatever the next holiday is or whatever your next vacation is. And when they all share it, they're open. I would say less is more. Like, I really want them to get, when I go to a meeting, I want them to get one main thing. Like, the main thing is the main thing is the main thing. At the most, three topics, and it has to be experiential. What's that mean? It means I would tell, teach them or tell them something and then have them role play it or talk about it amongst themselves and then share their thoughts around the room. It's a home run. More, more more interactive, constant interaction, not preaching. Yes, experiential learning, right? Hey, yeah. we got a problem. Like, I'll tell you what I do. <clears throat> every month I do a branch meeting with everybody in it. And every month I pick a topic that we need to get better at. And I tell them what the problem is. And I break them into groups and say, how can we get better at that? Now, when I first started doing that, I just did it because I wanted them to like me. But what I found out is they have way better ideas than me. <laughs> You'll learn a lot by doing that. Yeah. I, I get um, uh, two other comments. One is on your agenda, make sure it's timed, like five minutes for this, four minutes for this, ten minutes for this. That should be part of the agenda. And then the other part is understand the context of the meeting. There's a, a formal teaching that I do on the four different types of meetings. But just to give you an example – a short-term tactical meeting, such as a pipeline review, is a different type of meeting than a long-term strategic meeting. Like, hey, we're business planning for three hours. They're totally different meetings, and they have to be treated different, and they have different time frames, and they have different subjects. So what I find when I watch people run meetings, they'll say they're doing a short-term tactical meeting. Like, what exactly are we going to do about this problem or this pipeline and they, they treat it like a strategic meeting, like we've got three hours. We don't have three hours. we got like 20 minutes, right? So the, the five-minute spiel about what you did this weekend is out of context because now mm. we only got 15 minutes left to solve a major problem. That's really yeah. good. Can, can I, I, I'm going to add two tactics. One, start on time and end on time. 
start on time and end on time. Be very respectful of people's time. That is one that I have made misses on before. And I can tell you if we're late, then they're late. And then you're annoyed as if your time is way more important. Or if you run long, then, then you know, something doesn't get done in the branch. You've given them fuel for like, you weren't respectful of my time. So really big deal around that. And then the other thing that I know that I do, I'm a writer. So I like to write everything down all the time, um, even with all technology. And so I actually broke up all the meetings that are most important to me every single week. And this is going to sound crazy, but I literally write down all of my things in each column. Um, and so it'll say manager meeting, branch meeting, you know, Friday loan officer call. And I'll write down all my ideas that I come up with throughout the week. And then my assistant takes this page for me every day and adds all these things to the agenda. Um, and so if you are disorganized, you're struggling with, gosh, I had something on Monday for the Friday meeting and then I forgot all about it do a daily sweep of your ideas um, in context, find a place to put them. Maybe it's on reminders or tasks or a quick huddle with your assistant or, or with yourself to add to the agenda, have those agendas pulled up, but you know, stay in those zones where you, you probably have circumstances you can teach from in the week that would be really valid to bring to the meeting if you're paying attention and just using that as food for thought. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Any closing comments, Jimmy? Lift them up all the way out. Oh, lift them up on the way up. I you, know, you know what someone reminded me of? that um, I was playing in a band years ago, like this garage band. And I was so nervous because I'd never played live in anyone in front of anyone. What The singer was a ex-professional musician. He says, Todd, don't worry about it. End well, uh, start well and end well. The middle doesn't matter because I'm worried about messing up some little part. He's like, start strong, end strong. He says that the rest is doesn't even matter. Right. So when you end the song, like jumping up on the stage and, you know, being dramatic, it's like and sure enough, he was right. I would screw up right in the middle of a song. People are dancing, drinking. They don't know. They're not even paying attention. So start strong and strong. Hey, Rob and Jim, thank you very much. Really good tactical stuff on a really boring subject. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.